0: Was an intruder. Gaston considered going back upstairs and calling the police, but quickly rejected that idea. He didn't want inquisitive cops running around his house again, and he preferred to deal with the intruder in his own way. Once he did, the cops would have a puzzle to worry them a tortured body found far from his house with sensitive parts missing. There was a window at the landing, and Gaston opened it without making a sound. He felt the warm, moist night air rush in then stuck his head out the window and looked around. The house was set on half an acre in the fashionable Malba neighborhood, and it was completely surrounded by a brick wall. The property was tastefully illuminated by dim lights designed to show off the house and the grounds, but security had been foremost on Gaston's mind when he had them installed. He could see both the four-foot wall in front of the house and the eight-foot wall in the rear. The electric driveway gate was closed, and nothing he could see appeared suspicious but the front and rear yards were crisscrossed by hidden infrared motion detectors that should have alerted his bodyguard Carlos to the presence of any intruder. He saw no sign of Carlos outside, so he focused on the garage. It was twenty feet from his window, and the side door was slightly ajar. He couldn't be sure, but Gaston thought he saw a dim source of illumination coming from inside the garage. Gaston opened the landing window wider and slid out feet first. It was a fifteen-foot drop, and the ground stung his feet when he landed, but he ignored the pain as he rolled once, then sprang to his feet in a crouch with his pistol aimed at the garage door as he advanced toward it. He pressed himself flat against the garage wall and took a quick look to his left and right. He had a better view of the front and rear yards from his new position, but still saw no sign of the intruder. Then he detected a faint odor and knew at once what it was, burning flesh inside the garage. He lowered himself flat on the ground and peered around the door jamb. Carlos was the source of the odor. He was lying on his back on the hood of Gaston's BMW, and his shirt was the fuel for a smoldering fire that went out as Gaston watched. He strained his eyes as he searched the dark recesses of the garage. He saw only Carlos, but thought someone else inside might be lying in wait behind either the BMW or the Mercedes. Gaston would have preferred a more cautious approach, but he didn't have the time. He stood up and entered, hugging the wall with his pistol held ready. It took him another minute to determine there was no longer a threat, and then he examined Carlos's body with anger welling up inside him. People would pay dearly for this, he promised himself. Carlos had been more than just a trusted, faithful bodyguard. He was the closest thing to a friend Gaston had ever had. were from the same village and had come to the United States together to pursue Gaston's business interests. Carlos had been killed by a single shot to his right eye, but death had not caught him by surprise. Gaston figured Carlos had begged for the bullet to end his suffering. He had also been shot in both kneecaps, his hands were handcuffed behind him, his mouth was stuffed with a roll of gauze, and he had been tortured with a blowtorch. It was an interrogation technique Gaston knew well because he had seen Carlos himself perform it. His face was burned and there was nothing left of his eyebrows and moustache. That was where the flame had been applied first, Gaston figured, because that was the way Carlos used to do it. First the face to get the victim's total attention and show him that the interrogation was to be a serious affair, and next the armpits. Carlos's shirt was burned away at both armpits, and that was probably when he had been offered a chance to talk. Carlos hadn't, and the procedure had continued, starting at his navel and working down to his groin. His shirt and pants were burned away in a straight line from his fourth button to the bottom of his fly. His flesh was charred black, and all his pubic hair had been burned away. That was when Carlos had talked, Gaston knew, because the next step in the procedure hadn't been applied to him. Carlos's shoes hadn't been burned. Carlos was a big man, strong and tough, so even though he had been shot in both kneecaps, Gaston figured it still took two men to hold him down during that painful session. That meant two or more opponents, with at least one of them in the house. Tough odds, Gaston realized, but he would have the element of surprise on his side. Or would he? In a near panic, Gaston rolled Carlos's body off the car and saw at once that the situation was even worse— Carlos always wore an electronic wristband while guarding the house, and the device was keyed to the motion detectors. An LED display told him when a beam had.